What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. This is He Said, Ella Dijo with Eric Winter and Rosalind Sanchez. Hello, hello. Hello. Today is a good one. I'm excited. We have two special guests. From a movie that we really loved. Flaming Hot, guys, directed by Eva Longoria. We have Annie Gonzalez and JC Garcia, the two leads of the movie. Flaming Hot tells the inspirational life story of Richard Montañez. Richard Montañez, the Frito-Lay janitor who took inspiration from his Mexican-American heritage to develop Flaming Hot Cheetos into the pop culture phenomenon that disrupted the food industry. We were able to see the movie. I've seen it. Twice, Eric saw it once, and I have to tell you guys, I'm not lying, this is true, everybody knows that Eva is a dear friend, we love her, Um, but beside Eva, this movie is exquisitely directed, I think she did phenomenal, it's one of my favorite movies ever, Eric, to tell you the truth, I thought it has all the ingredients to be the perfect movie, it's funny, it's charismatic, it's the Rack to Reaches uh, story. It's a universal story. Um, she did some creative stuff that is absolutely brilliant. Well acted, well it's written. It's an awesome movie. Let's talk to these guests. I'm I excited. Know, I'm just super excited about talking about Flaming Hot. Let's bring them in. Yes. 
I know you guys have been doing extensive like promotion. Um, you guys are everywhere, which I think is brilliant and so needed. But I guess now it's officially over, but you're still, of course, doing some stuff. Like he said, ella dijo. <laughs> yeah. Has it been fun? This whole this whole roller coaster ride? I'm, yeah, I'm it's been sure it's it been has. fun. It's been fun, but it's it's you know it's, it wears you down a little bit. 100%. I can't relate. I'm having a blast. <laughs> I'm sure it looks like you're having a blast, and you look stunning in every single outing. It's it, it's it's beautiful to watch. <laughs> well, we were just talking. You know, we both were at the premiere. Obviously, Rosalind had, had seen the movie before with Eva, and and it really is just a, a perfect film. I think with with you know in every way, shape, or form, from the directing, cinematography, and to the acting, you all crush this, um, I think, with an amazing message as well, and just beautiful storytelling. I mean, it's it's really it's really an inspirational the story. The movie's perfect. You know, guys, I went to, I went to Eva's house. She had a, a small group of people. They were all very young. It was me. I remember Gina, Gina Torres and me, we were like, we were like, oh my God, we're so old compared to everybody else. You know, she had all these young um, up and coming and like big uh, influencers. And I didn't know what to expect. I knew it was going to be magnificent because Eva is incredible. So I had complete faith that she was going to deliver something really special. But I wasn't very familiar with the story. And I remember that I saw the whole thing and I, at the end, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, Oh my God, what the heck have I watched? And I said, Eva, you made the perfect movie. This has everything. It has everything from like every single detail was, was done brilliantly. And you guys were just freaking exquisite. And I'm going, what, what did I, what just happened? I was like, I can't believe this shit. I was like, this is amazing. I was so incredibly happy for her and for you guys. What an incredible feeling to know that you did something so meaningful. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're very, we're very proud, and and, and uh, <clears throat> you know, you do anything and you don't know what to expect at the end, but we we all had a high hopes because Eva's vision during production was so specific, and and uh, we felt like what we were doing was pretty great, and but at the same time, you know, you never know until you get it in front of people, and and and, and you know, it's always kind of funny getting it in front of your friends and mm. knowing what's what's real and but you know the the overwhelming positive reviews from everybody's like yeah we know yeah <laughs> well you know I think what people don't always understand i think it's it's great for our listeners to know this it's like you can do a performance you can be on set you can be like that scene felt great and still have zero clue what this final product will really end up being yeah after yeah. it goes through all the notes and the producers and the executives and just like Snip, Editor, snip, 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 snip. Yeah, all the editing, all the versions of editing, and, and you realize how important by the how important by the way editing really is, right? Like editing <gasps> can change an entire performance mm -hmm. for for bad actors and to making them good actors, and good actors it can make them bad actors. Like it can destroy a film and make a film. And I yeah. think you know, like you said, you I'm sure you both you know loved the script when you got it. You went through what you had to do to get these roles. I want to know about the process. How how was that? So you guys, you get a call from your team saying they're doing the Flaming Hot Richard Montañez story. Did you guys audition? Was it offers? Like how difficult it was to get it? What was what was the process? We both auditioned extensively. I know Jesse more than I because he, you know, he's in every single scene of this film except for mm -hmm. maybe Young Richard, but. I feel like all of our friends went read for mm. it. I had so many of my homegirls and luckily I'm in a really good community of, of beautiful Latina actresses and artists that we all were like, yo, are you reading for this? Are you reading for this? And we would kind of like compare notes on tapes and like who, but you know, 
But when I got the when I got the script, I was like, this is mine. Mm. And I, I don't feel that about everything. I've been doing this since I was nine years old. And I've always had a really keen idea. Like I, my mom tells me all the time. She's like, you used to say that when you were a kid, like when you go out of auditions at like 10, you go, did you get it, mama? And I go, nah, it wasn't what the casting director was looking for. Like I've always had a very intuitive. Yeah. And when I read the script, there was something so spiritually intrinsically intertwined for me with what I do that I was like, I know with the story, with, with just the script alone and knowing Linda Yvette Chavez, I was like, I see what she's doing on paper. And then getting to meet Eva, I was like, I'm, I'm the only, I can, I could do you guys. They're great actresses out there, but mm -hmm. this one, this one's mine. What? You, that's, that's awesome. That's that certainty. So awesome. Did you feel the same way, Jesse? Yeah. You know, I kind of have the same thing. Like a bunch of the, bunch of the homies will, will share auditions and make sure everyone gets a chance. Cause if it's, you know, if it's not me, if it's one of my friends then it's like, we all, we all win, you know? Yeah. Um, and I read it and I go, Oh yeah, this was, this was written for me. Like it just, as I'm reading it, it flows out of my mouth. And I just kind of like, it's not something I have to dig too deep to, to figure out. It was just, I think the hardest part as far as the character was just kind of like finding the right mix of, uh, of accent, you know, cause you mm. can go too deep with the accent and then it becomes yeah, yeah. a character, you know what I mean? Or you can not do enough and then, it, and then it's just Jesse. Um, so as, as finding the right amount of accent, especially throughout the decades where it does change a little bit, like his Richard's real accents, not as, not as heavy as it probably was when he was younger. So, and then there's the code switching when working with, you know, talking to the execs and all the things. So that was the, the accent really was the hardest part when the wigs and the wigs. The wigs wigs yeah. are brutal. Wigs are brutal. <laughs> I know. We were, I, we were I both don't love doing, them at all. No, I mean, I mean, they look great. They look cool. But they did. The, we do, we would do wig changes once, at least once a day sometimes. And if not twice going mm -hmm. back and forth, cause you know, block shooting and. Where did look, you guys shoot by the way? Was it in Texas? Uh, Albuquerque. It was Albuquerque. It was New Mexico. I wish it was in Texas because I have a place in Austin. I would have loved to. Yeah. I just, just <laughs> like there's places in Albuquerque. Oh, Albuquerque. Just, <laughs> I yeah, I yeah. spent some time there. How was it meeting Richard, uh, like the real couple? How how was that moment? It was awesome. Um, I mean, you know, they they I could tell they were very nervous. Like when mm. we when I first met them and went to their house, like there was a little bit of like a hi, hello, you know, kind of like at arm's length. And I that when I saw Judy specifically a little apprehensive, I was like, I need to get her by herself, I feel like. Okay. And so I took her out to breakfast. I made her come to me and um, by where I live in Whittier and and um we we had breakfast and the first thing that she said, I could like I could see her nerves and she was like, I'm so scared. She's oh. like, I've worked so hard to absolve my past to to be this like, you know, Christian woman before you mm -hmm. today. And it just reminded me of like all my tias and like my abuelitas when like, you know, they've gone through so much stuff, but they never talk about it. So then mm -hmm. when you're going through it, you're like, you feel like you're the only one. And I, and I just assured her like, this is going to be your testimony, mama. Like this is going to help people like to show that you got from this to this, like at mm -hmm. that, you were just the product of your environment. Like that's not, you didn't choose that. And after we had that heart to heart, now me and Judy are, that's the uh -huh. home. Que bueno, que bueno. Oh my yeah, God. I'm sure it. there's an added, you know, pressure that you guys you know, you're taking on these people's stories and you're trying to do them justice and tell it the right way and obviously there's a script that gives you that guidance but did you feel anything of in the process nerves they're on set they're watching what you're doing or are you able just to tune it out make my version of what my best version of who i think you were 
given the material I have? Or was there ever any kind of added pressure? You know what I mean? Annie and I work pretty differently. Um, Very differently. Really? Well, tell, tell us about that. Yeah, tell us you about that. Di- you tell them how you work. Um, I'm uh, very, I, I, I like to live in the mind and the world of the, of, of where, of what I'm creating. So I'm very like sensory. I tend to kind of shut out the world when I'm on a project and, and do all of that. Like I like to embody a lot of it. So like, what did you eat? What did you do? Who did the people that you talked to? What did you like? That's more of a method acting perspective is I guess what I think listeners can maybe take from that a little bit more trying to dive dive fully into the character. Yes. Completely like submerge myself in the world of that. And Jesse does not like i was trying to be like jesse like let's go on dates let's hang out like let's build this chemistry and she's like and jesse no, no mommy está bien, está bien, tranquila. it's funny because and this is what's great for our listeners like i'm i'm i relate this to jesse a bit more and i go into moments when i'm in the middle of certain scenes um no you never you're like cracking you jokes about? and then well, two depends, seconds depends on the project i'm doing <laughs> if the project is super light i'm laughing the whole time if it's not, then there and there's moments and scenes. I'm in I'm in those moments, in those scenes for those days at those times, you know? But like even on my own show, like we have a blast the whole time. But if I have some serious stuff, then I'm reined in. Also, it's a little different when you're going on a one-off on a movie, you have a you have a period of time you're on it versus you know, five years on a series, you're just you you're getting to a, in a machine of it. Mm-hmm. But I think for our listeners to understand, like these are and we've maybe spoken about it before, but these are two different, completely different ways of approaching a role and what works best. For somebody might not work the same for another so like that's a really funny situation i remember I, I had that at one point on a show i was doing with with a friend rachel where she was like really more method than me and i was like whoa what are you talking about we're gonna go on dates but <laughs> it was like a weird thing that we were trying to relate to but let me ask you something honey did you stay in character like were you asking people call me judy no 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 okay. not, not that far okay but- but there, there, you know, it's so funny. Like there's a, there's something that I end up embodying when I do go there, like, like shooting Judy, like there was something more maternal about me. I was like taking care of everyone on set. Mm-hmm. Like even when I rapped, do you remember Jesse, the day that I rapped, Jesse's such a brat, the day that I rapped, <laughs> he comes up to me and he whispers in my ear and he goes, Hey, you're unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Back to right life. after I wrapped, I go up to all the the factory guys because they're all my homies and they still have their scene right after. Like I wrapped in the middle of the day and I'm like, and I'm going up to them like, do you guys need snacks? Can I get you something? And I like was bringing them snacks in between like the takes, just staying on set, watching them like mama bear, like, you know, and then I did Jenny Rivera and she's bien perra. So I had to go up there and like the whole time I was real feisty, fighting people back. I'm like, it's so interesting how when we play imagination, mm. like if we're cognizant, we've done enough spiritual work and enough a therapy, we can separate. We can be like, okay, I know right now in this three months of shooting this project, I am this person. But I know yeah. once it stops, like I can go back to being Annie. But it's but it's it can be interesting. Like you're you're it doesn't know that you're playing that it's imagination. Hey girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. 
It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, 
A Story of California Corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's interesting because you're both obviously the leads of this movie and you're with each other a lot. So Jesse, are you joking a lot are you in and out like you know doing your thing when you're on camera and then you're chilling and you know what i mean you're having a laugh and having fun or, or are you serious the whole time while you're on set or what's Look, I, I was tired a lot but i was also <laughs> you're so you're sleeping in between scenes <laughs> so sometimes i were like I, I think eva was saying like she would catch some takes where i'd be asleep on camera um was like is he sleeping right there i was like yeah i think he was <laughs> um um but i i'm like the opposite like i don't i, I don't i'm not method at all I I go in and say the words and make interesting, try to make interesting choices. I, I f- with Annie in the middle of the take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, there was one time, I love this story. It was one time where I think it might've been where I'm trying to convince Judy to do the slurry, right? And, yeah. And I, gr- and I go to grab her face and she grabs my hands and pulls them down to her chest. And she's trying to do, like, tell me something. And it's on her coverage. And little by little, I start to pull her hands up into frame. Just like... <laughs> Just pull them up, and she's going like this, trying to pull her hand. I love it. Like, what is happening right now? And, and Eva's going like, Annie, what are you doing? I'm like, Yeah, what are you doing? Oh, Mind no. you, I love this it. is my first film, and I am terrified. I'm working across from Eva Langoria and Jesse Garcia, and there, and I'm like nervous. Like, please don't make me fuck up a day. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Jesse's cut from my cloth. That's exactly oh the stuff I do. You know what I ask time. about if you stay on. I, I did a movie many, many years ago, and it was with a big. It, it, it was funny to me because the actor wanted to be called by the character, and he was acting the entire time. We're eating um, the entire day. He was this person, and I thought it was funny. But you know what I think? I thought it was funny because if you get like, for example, um, Sean Penn when he did Sam, I am Sam. You know, and he was playing a, like a like a mentally. I don't want to say that. Like a you know. A, very specific character. And he's like, for me to be able to pull this off, I need to stay in character, you know? And there's a lot of people and I respect that. I think that's brilliant. Um, but when this is an actor that he was a big um, music star, basically, you know, it was like a pop, like, like a singer that gets this opportunity to do this movie. And I know he was going through the process. Like I want to be taken seriously. Right. But to me, it was very funny because I was like, dude, it's okay. It's like, first of all, the material we're doing is pretty simple. <laughs> So you don't have to get so in your head about it. It's simple. Just be simple. But you I know, and I, it was very, very, very interesting. I think to me. it's just different for everybody. I know. You, I know. I know. I know. No, but it I is, will say is. though, 
that like that mentality, Roslyn, like has helped me working with Jesse specifically because the person that I worked with beforehand, he, him and I operated pretty similarly in that okay. way. So working with someone like Jesse, I'm like, oh yeah, every set is not going to be like this. And it mm-hmm. taught me to kind of trust that, that I have skill as well as talent. Like, cause I think Correct. in what we do in our creative space, it's like this elusive, like they're talented. It's like, no, we each work at it every day. We know how mm-hmm. to break that script. We know what plot is. We know what character, like, you know, all these things. And Jesse kind of got me out of my head and reminded me like, I'm here to do the job that I was hired for. Not everybody else's job. So just yeah. enjoy. Enjoy well, and, 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 and trust. Like this, yeah. I bet you that dynamic because you guys work so opposite, it brought out a lot of really interesting choices that maybe you wouldn't even have expected that wouldn't have happened if you would have been so prepared in the, where you were headed. And then him coming in with a totally different way of approaching it. I guarantee you brought out moments that just on camera are magical. You know what I mean? That, you know, we don't know cause we weren't in those, you know, rehearsals or those scenes. We just see the final product, but I, I guarantee you that uh, opposites sort of, you know, way of working brought spark in certain instances which is fresh yeah, and fun. Which, when she wrapped and we had a conversation in the parking lot, and we're kind of living on each other. And, and, um, and we were, you know, I appreciate her. I appreciate her method. And, and I feel like she appreciated mine. And, and she goes, it's funny because at the beginning of the shoot, like I was trying to develop um, this chemistry with you. And I go, you didn't have to, we had it before we started shooting. Oh. She goes, like, I didn't see it until like, now you know what i mean and there's certain times she let's hang out let's go on date i'm like nah if you want to come over if you want to come over hang out watch a movie we can do that but uh, uh like but, and what's funny that's a like, beautiful discovery that I think people you know? don't you know and i like to recap this because our listeners don't understand all of this sometimes right and those moments i feel psychologically when you say no how she processes it now has to go home to it and then you show up at work the next day and you're on set all of that filters its way into the performances mm. in a way that you don't even expect subtextually, right? Like him, had he gone on a date with you, who knows how it would have like, you know, affected the way your performances go, but that chemistry happens for a reason yeah. organically and naturally. And those little triggers make it. But that's what I was going to say. It's, a, it's chemistry and it's energy, you know? And like, like he's saying, it wasn't a rejection. It wasn't anything against you. He was just, he had a different process and you know, I don't think I need to do that, but I love you. You know, I'll see you tomorrow. Rest, you know? Yeah. Um, but that, of course, and even even more as a woman, that's not that's does something to you. But just you go, then you go back to work the next day, and because you're so confused about what happened, yeah, there's chemistry there, and it will play into that performance yes. of the husband and wife. Yes. It'll play into that dynamic. <laughs> then you can. Then all you have to do is just be present. Yes, exactly. And and let it flow, like and listen lot. and react. Yes. yes, like a lot of the moments that people love between. Um, Judy and Richard on screen are is stuff that was just Jesse and I playing like mm-hmm. a lot. You know, everybody's like, "You guys had so much chemistry," and it's like, "Yeah, we did." It was that. It was even like that tension, that little bubble tension of complexities in a relationship. It's like you love each other. Sometimes you hate each other. Sometimes you love each other and hate each other in the same moment, and that's yep. what makes that spark. And Jesse, you know what made the movie for me? I know the the moment that he calls you saying that he got the promotion and you are at your job and you answer the phone and you're dealing with some clothes and you collapse on the floor because it's just so unbelievable what just happened. That was a movie for me. I was like, that's it. That is it. That phone call and that reaction is it. Tell him, 
Tell them. Jesse, okay. okay. First of all, I love that you brought that up because let me tell you what this little travieso did. <laughs> Eva goes, and mind you, I'm an emotionalized actress. Like, give uh-huh. me, right? So Eva goes, all right, Annie, uh, Jesse, can you come in here and and can you? I was just- sitting. I was sitting with Eva. I was like, I was. I obviously it wasn't my scene, so I just came and sat down with her and. Cause I want to, I'm direct, I want to direct too. So I'm sitting mm-hmm. with Eva and kind of just hanging out. She goes, Oh, do you want to, do you want to do the phone call with her and, mm-hmm. and just give her something? I'm like, yeah, of course. And I'm not on mic and she's yeah. mic. Uh-huh. So, like, so I get on the phone and I go, yeah. And he goes, babe, guess what? We're going to need more ties. And I'm like, so then I start like getting, getting in there. And he goes, you wouldn't even believe it, babe. Me and Tony were in there and so-and-so was having sex with a goat. And then we were like, and he started saying all this stuff. And I am like, Annie, you better act your ass off right now. You better, you better This is act, funny. Girl. So he's messing with me and he will not stop. So that whole time that you see me like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, are you joking that is freaking crazy (laughs) the whole time and and i love it because everybody brings that up they're like it was just such a beautiful moment i'm sure he gave you so much to work with and i'm like (laughs) (laughs) he gave me me a lot of shit but it worked (laughs) yeah a story about a goat having sex (laughs) and it was powerful oh my god listen you know what that right there you should be like i'm a a freaking powerhouse you know what i mean because that reaction affected people even though it was so crazy what you were receiving. But that's actually, I think that's brilliant too, JC, that you decided to do that because it got you out of your comfort zone. And it, it, it's, it's amazing. Wow. It's amazing. It definitely stretched me as an actress. I know, and that's beautiful. I want to ask something because I know, um, and I, Eva has mentioned this many times, but I want to know what it felt for you. This big responsibility of knowing, it's been more than 20-something years since a studio put some money behind a Latino story. It's funny because I think Chasing Papi was the last one with Linda Mendoza. I was part of Chasing Papi. And you know what? It was interesting. When Chasing Papi happened, it was me, Sofia Vergara, and Jackie Velasquez, which was a big Christian singer at the time, you know? And 20th Century Fox put a lot of money into this thing. Emilio Stefan did the score. It had all the ingredients for this thing to really fly. They didn't do shit. You know, and people that have seen the movie, it's actually a very cute movie. And I think Linda directed a really fun movie. I love that movie, by the way. And I love it too. We had a thank you. We had a blast, and it was so shocking when it didn't work. And it, it was even more shocking when it didn't work within the Latino demographic because we thought we don't need Americans, we don't need white people, we don't need middle America to watch this movie. We just need the coasts. You know what I mean? It's full of Latinos, and mm-hmm. they all going to support because it's three fabulous Latino girls representing. And Emilio Stefan is really beloved. We're going to be fine. And we got more criticism from our own than anybody else. And therefore, the movie didn't do a lot. And guess what? It's been more than 20 years since executives, white executives, have the balls to be like, you know what? We're going to put the money. And it was, a, it was a missed opportunity. So I know for Eva, it was so important. It is still so important that this does well because this is going to determine, is it going to be 20 more years before this happens again? Or is it going to be immediate? You know? And as a director, and Eva being who she is, you know, she's mega powerful. She's been working for so long and this is her first big fe- feature. I know she's losing sleep over it. You know, thank God that it's doing phenomenal and she deserves it. You guys deserve it. But knowing before it opened, the what if, I know she lost sleep over it, right? 
Like how 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 do you guys deal with that knowing well we're also the face. You know, it's on our shoulders. Was that yeah, or, or did you just not think about it and you're used to this business and you're just like, you know what? All we can do is our best. <laughs> the business is going to be the business. Did you go that route cuz that's you know, I don't know. What what would you feel? I mean, uh, so my first responsibility for the, with the movie was getting Richard's story right. That's all I had control over. Mm-hmm. He showing up every day, doing my job, being paying like like doing a uh, my version of Richard's story, and that's all I could. That's all I could do in the moment. Like I wasn't taking on responsibility for for the community in that moment, and it wasn't until like the movie's actually getting ready to go. Like okay, how do we? How do we expand this? Not only for the Latino community, but the movie that it's so relatable that it crosses cultural lines that we expand it out so that everybody can relate to it. Now, if if our community supports it and it gets out there, the rest it's it's gonna bleed out into the to the rest of the other communities. And luckily, this story relates is cross cultural. That it, anybody can relate to it. Everyone can relate to being the underdog, uh, mm-hmm. needing faith, um, support systems, family, you know, just trying to keep your dream alive and do something that's better than the last. Um, so, mm-hmm. like, I think Eric says it too. Is like, you know, there's only so much we can do as individuals and how we supported this, the, the movie by grassroots advertising, doing all these screenings, getting people out there to watch it. And then, and then just kind of like hoping f- for the best, you know, like we're still posting. We're still in like, go, go to Rotten Tomatoes, which is now what 92% or something like that approval Wow, is, is amazing. Um, and it went up, it's gone up. And the, and th- that's last weekend's numbers are better than the previous and then the opening. So like more people watched it last weekend than they did the opening. So the word's getting out. It's like, yeah. like a, it's like a, um, a platform release on in the theaters. Like if it was a theater a theatrical release, there would be a thousand more theaters having it this weekend than last. Um, so it is, it is working and it's like, and, and luckily the, it's so authentic that, um, that it does cross cultural lines um, and everyone can relate to it. Yeah. I need to learn from you guys because I always feel responsible. <laughs> she, that's just one of her <laughs> downfalls all the time with everything. She always feels so much pressure. I just to- go, Oh, Oh my God, like even listen, even with Fun is Fantasy Island, you know, like, so what an incredible opportunity to have a Latino as a lead, you know, and we do two seasons and then it gets canceled. <coughs> and I just go, oh my God. But I should no. approach things like, like you're saying, Jesse, I did what I needed to do. I, I did it with respect and love and I think I nailed it and, and I promoted the heck out of it. So it's completely out of my hands. But I always go like, what happened? What was the missing ingredient? I had to get over that. You know, they say if like everything is vibration, like whatever, if you feel like there's going to be a missing ingredient, you're bringing that in, yeah. you know, but you say like, what the heck? this is going to be a success. Yeah. This is amazing. I'm a success. I'm amazing. We deserve to be here with Eva, Jesse and I talk about it all the time. Like, we're so grateful to be here, but damn right. We deserve to be here. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. 
And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle. And I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. We have an event tonight, and they're giving me this award called the Latina Powerhouse, right? And I'm so blessed, and I'm so grateful. But I was thinking, oh, shit, I'm going to have to talk and, and, and say something. So, okay, let me let me just come up with a little, a little something. I don't want to write. I want to be authentic, and I just want to be organic. So I'm taking a shower this morning, and I'm going, okay, what am I going to say? A powerhouse? Why do they think I'm a powerhouse? And it took me a second to be like, Ross, shut the F up. Of course you're a freaking powerhouse. You've been doing this for fucking 30 years. <laughs> It's like, I am a powerhouse. I deserve it. But for a second, there's always this doubt. And you just go, oh my God, what the heck? (laughs) You are a powerhouse. Your work has inspired someone like me to be like, wait, I can do it too. And hopefully Mm -hmm. like what me believing that I can do and standing my full form inspires someone else. And that's just what we do. And we constantly remind each other. Jesse is constantly sending me like, beautiful videos to remind me like you are amazing he sent me this african proverb that i will share with you guys today because i think it was awesome and it goes um because i always talk about like i'm you know i just want to be humble like humility Mm -hmm. and jesse's like shut up like humility is overrated and this guy goes um the african proverb goes i am the greatest there is no one greater than me but i am not greater than anyone else wow and when we stand in that, by you letting your light shine, you unconsciously allow others to do the same. By you playing small, you are not serving the world. Mm-hmm. It costs nothing to light someone else's fire with your fire. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Absolutely. Thank you so That's much. Powerful. That's powerful. Damn, that was good. I sent that. Oh my goodness. That was good. I sent I that. <laughs> I think he told you that on the phone call. It wasn't a goat yeah. having sex. It was actually that. It was like, you are powerful. <laughs> That's like that's awesome. Oh, that's what is next, good. guys? Jesse, what is next for you after this incredible experience? Um, well, even I just did uh, the Alexander follow up um, for Disney, so we have that coming out probably next year with with Marvin Lemus directing. Uh, and I'm I'm developing a bunch of stuff. I got some TV shows that I'm developing. I'm looking to direct, getting something going to direct. Um, and you know, now that we're kind of like the main bit of promotion for flaming hots kind of coming to this part you know we're we're hoping for for other promotional stuff to come up in the next few months but um you know just keep 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 the train moving keep uh keep uh, uh the oil the machine well oiled um there's a lot of, i mean i'm working on a ton of stuff but i love that you're dipping into other aspects of this business that's to me always how you continue to build longevity yeah, I just, you know, yeah. I mean, some people don't want to do it, which is great. And I, and I, the, the, if I had one regret from when I was like, so I went to, I started in Atlanta and, um, and the, the classes that I was taking were like, everything we did was original material. We would write, direct, produce, um, and star in our own material. So it was kind of a think tank of sorts. We never did anything that's ever been produced on TV, movies, anything. So like we always perform like did did our our scenes were always original material some of it would tank some of it would be like oh shit that's really good um and i've all from the day one i was like i think i'm a director but i never took 
I never had the confidence of going because like, I was so I really wanted to concentrate on acting and and um, but I was always in the director's chair going like I would do this and this and this or I, maybe what if they did that and I just never it's like one of those things if I was to do it again as a 21 year old I was like I would immediately step in the director's chair and start you know for me acting classes and any kind of classes are the place where you go to make as many mistakes as possible um and and if you're making mistakes that means you're taking risks and if you learn to take risks and make as many mistakes in a safe environment when you get to a, a movie like flaming hot where there's millions of dollars on the line and every, there's like 200 people watching you 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 fuck up who cares you know i'm not going to implode because I messed up a line or I wasn't on my mark or blah, 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 blah. Right. So I've learned to make those mistakes in a comfortable environment. Now I'm going in and like, all right, cool. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It's life. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, I don't know how I got on that tangent, but. No, but I, I guess the point is you started, from, you started early on knowing you were going to have multiple yeah. irons in the fire. Yeah. It wasn't just one path yeah. for you. And in this business, it's just beautiful to diversify. And I think if there if, if there's the right time for you to do it, I know it would have been amazing to do it when you were in your twenties. I feel the same way. I directed something a couple of years ago, and I'm going, why did I? Why did it take me so long? But this is the right time for you, um, Jesse. And and you have become our superhero. You know, with this uh, platform that you just got. Um, Handed, you know, and you did it so beautifully that that now grab that and freaking run. Yeah, no, trust. I'm I'm, I'm running. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. Great. And Annie, that's what's beautiful. next for you? This Jenny Rivera Annie, yeah, thing Jenny is Rivera exciting. Rivera, right? So you're done with that. Yes. You shot that already. Yes, we shot it. I'm also an EP on that project as well. And I'm, I'm yep. That's the goal. I want to start producing. I sing too, so we're Amazing. working on figuring out how to get an album tell, going. Tell them how you got that. Tell them how you got that part. Tell them how you got. It. That is also I owe Jesse for giving me the push to, wow. to audition for that role. That's I said no to it twice. Why? Really? Why? Yeah. Um. Now with the understanding that I have, I was. I think I was scared of the undertaking. Okay. Of I think I I wasn't aware that I was feeling pressure. Like, can I do this? This is an icon. This isn't just like you know some girl that I'm playing. Like this is Jenny Rivera. Mm -hmm. Like people. Like, revere her like they her fandom is like yeah crazy and and jesse called me one day and he was like hey are you reading for jenny and i was like no he's like all right bye and so i was like what like, and, he, and he doesn't you know jesse's not the guy to be like you should read for this role and let you know he's very intentional when he talks to you okay. and so then i called him two weeks later because the casting director came to me again and was like is there a reason you don't want to read for this and i'm like so i called jesse and i was like hey why did you why you why you what's, what's going on what, what are you thinking and he's like i don't know he's like it's just written for you he's like i've helped a couple of my friends read and they're great i know a lot of great actresses he's like but i i know no one else can do this the way that you you would do it like mm -hmm. just read and i was like dang and i had to like face my own fear like you know oh, we yeah. sometimes get our greatness yeah and, and i think doing that when he's and he goes and i go well, why do you think he's like because he goes because it's going to be the most difficult thing you've ever done in your life mm -hmm. and i know you're going to love every moment of it mm -hmm. and i was like damn <laughs> all right and the second i did my first self-tape i was like crap i'm gonna book it like <laughs> <laughs> crap. here comes the stress oh here that's comes, awesome like you know rising to the occasion yeah. like do the work annie and and it, it was it was one of the most excruciating things i've ever done in my entire life emotionally physically spiritually um, I have two questions. Did, 
did her, their, her family gave you their blessing? Yes, that was one of the constituents on the project. Um, so I had a, I, that one I auditioned like five times. And one of the last things was I had to meet her her children, you know, Cheeky's, Jenica, okay. Jackie, Holy Joe. And I met all of them. And when we're in there, the first thing that Cheeky said, she goes, well, damn, you definitely got big tits like my mom. I was like, oh, well, thank you so much. <laughs> That's but, funny. And the second but, question, has she appeared to you? Oh, I'm going to get emotional. Um, yeah, a couple times. Like, okay. she she came in my dreams. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot that was blocking me from the role. Because she is not a victim. Regardless of what she had been through. She's like, you know, you're, you're not a victim. Show up. This mm-hmm. is going to help change people. A lot of her story and what she's been through is a lot of my story. And it was things that I had been afraid to articulate because, you know, usually women who are um, that who have gone through domestic violence or sexual abuse tend to be vilified, especially in Latino communities. Mm-hmm. And like it's our fault. What were you doing? What were you wearing? You know, and and it taught me to own myself in a different way so I can help other women too, like the way that she did. So she's shown up a lot. And it was something specifically was was at the premiere. Her sister Rosie was there. And she walks up to me and I look at her. She's like, hi. I'm, and I was like, girl, I know who you are. And she's like, I just have to tell you. And she starts crying. She's like, I. it's taken us nine years. My sister would always say, I wonder who's going to play me. I wonder who's going to play me. She's like, and watching your tape and getting to meet you and especially now seeing you on this carpet. She's like, I am so glad it's you. And I'm just bawling there like, oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> this is I'm so grateful to Jenny and her life and her her spirit and her fight that she had. She introduced me to a piece of myself that I didn't know I needed. And I hope that this film brings that to so many women too. I know That's that she's awesome. grateful for you. She is. She's grateful for your existence. Mm-hmm. This Thank is you. amazing. I'm, yep, yep, yep. I knew she was going to cry. I knew. She was <laughs> I'm crying because I'm a huge fan of... Of Jenny Rivera and I love Chiki. Chiki so so awesome and 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 then and I didn't know you were doing this and then I'm reading the a producer's note and is that she oh my god and I said I I can't believe I never thought about it. like she's the perfect Jenny Rivera and knowing Jenny's history and how strong she is and she was as of a woman I know she's all over you <laughs> so she is but she covered me through that whole shoot yeah. because. Jesse knows I was calling him every other week. Like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like, I can't. It was, it was, it was a, it was a beast, but no, yeah, I don't think I would have gotten through it without her. Thank you for that's saying awesome. that. Yeah, that's Last awesome. When it, it, well, this guys. has been incredible. I'm a huge fan of both. I cannot wait to see all the amazing yummy stuff that is coming um, for you guys. Um, congrats on Flaming Hot is just perfect absolutely and flaming hot is now streaming on hulu and disney plus yes. don't miss it please yeah that's awesome thanks guys thank uh, you guys we, so we much love you. we love you guys it's, it's a big thank fans. you thank you thank Appreciate you, you. Un bye bye <laughs> take care bye bye awesome oh i love that kind of i love goodness. that the stories i love uh just the path how everybody gets to where they you know find the light, whatever makes them happy. And this movie had such a, an amazing story for both of them to get there, to find it. And then what's to come after for both of them is going to be incredible. Um, and just good people. 
good people and talented people and and oh my god i am so happy it's awesome as a latina to see people thriving and doing so well and so clear about their path and so clear about their power and what they're about to encounter and what they're going to tackle and thrive uh it makes me it makes me proud and happy so Absolutely. good for them anyways Again, make sure you check it out flaming hot yeah. now streaming bye All right, love, love you, you. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to write us a review and tell us what you think. If you want to follow us on Instagram, check us out at he said, ella dijo, or send us an email, Eric and Ross at iHeartRadio.com. He said, ella dijo is part of iHeartRadio's My Cultura Podcast Network. See you next time. Bye. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.